These tools are for you to use. These tools are for you to use. Hey, thanks for listening to This Is Your Afterlife. I'm Dave Marr. This is my podcast where I talk to artists and other creative people about the afterlife. This week, I'm talking to Weon Wee, who's an electronic musician I found out about from previous guest, Angelbot Dawid. And the big story with Weon Wee is that he got COVID earlier this year. And since then, when he wasn't sure if he was going to make it out, he put an album out in May called Serious Bismuth and has put an album out every month since then through Bandcamp when they have their Bandcamp Fridays. And so he's released a ton of music this year in the shadow of getting this crazy virus. And I think you're really going to like this conversation. If you want to hear the full conversation, you got to go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Marr. You will hear the memory he would choose to relive and his coma, which is a long, crazy divorce story. So those are things you can only get when you listen to the full episode on Patreon. I also want to thank my Pigeon-level subscribers, Susie Carroll, Katie Llewellyn, and Kurt Chang. Thank you guys so much. Please, if you like this show, tell a friend, rate it, review it, subscribe in your podcast apps, and enjoy this episode with We on We. I grab your whip and take it back to Chi-Town. When I'm in Chi-Town, I treat Yeah, so, I mean, with the COVID stuff, it's obviously there's still, you're still feeling effects of that. Uh, is yeah, it is I have it chronic COVID? They call it at the doctor I just went to. Is that really what they call it? Well, it's called long hauler. They call sure. it long haul COVID, but the doctors refer to it as chronic COVID. So, what thing. does that look like? In are you? Do you have the taste stuff where you can't taste? I never, I never had that. Oh, okay. That, that's not with everyone. Like, there's no every person's COVID experience is a is a snowflake. Sure, they're all, <laughs> they're all unique. <laughs> yeah. Um, so mine was like, I have some chronic illnesses before I had COVID. So that's why people with pre-existing conditions get the especially, uh, fuzzy end of the lollipop. And yeah. so like I have GI issues and that's where my COVID has mainly attacked me is, is in my stomach and I, which I had stomach problems anyway. And I have fibromyalgia. So COVID Oof. was also like, Oh, you have nerve pain. Yeah. And uh and I have asthma. So it's just been really a uh a prefe menu for for COVID. It's been really nice for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It does it can like do you still feel I mean obviously COVID created some urgency around getting that serious bismuth record out. Mm-hmm. Does it feel related to the other records in that same way? For sure. Okay. Before I released Pastiche Libra, I literally had thoughts of, am I going to make it to Friday to release it? Because on any given day, I can feel like I'm going to, like, this is, because I was was talking to another friend of mine, um, when, when my symptoms began, I've never had, well, that's not entirely accurate, but for the most part, I haven't returned to the worst of it. Like the way I felt 
when I thought I was actually going to die. Mm-hmm. Like there were nights where I was like, this, this sequence of, of hours is the beginning of when I'm dying. That's like, I was like, I'm going to be dead at the end of whatever this feeling I'm having stops is going to end with death. And so I haven't felt like that since I recovered, since, since four to five weeks after it first started. Like I haven't had a feeling that bad since then. So since the end of May, right? But the feeling of how I felt when it first started has been three to five times per week, every week. So So it's like never knowing if that long tail is going to happen. You're like, well, this is how it started. So maybe it's starting again. Yeah. So that, like that fear and anxiety, I think will be with me for a long time, for several years. Um, Or maybe like once I get the vaccine, if the vaccine, you know, if there's, if we have some, some time under our belt of the vaccine kind of protects you like the way it did for, you know, polio or, or, or all these things where like, you're good once you get the vaccine, once that's been established in science, then maybe that'll go away. Um, but yeah, pastiche Libra, I was like, man, well, what if I don't get to release this? Because that one for me, it's the one I'm the proudest of out of like, I think, I, I think Bandcamp Fridays are over now, or they said they were doing for the rest of 2020. I don't know if they're going to keep doing them because the pandemic obviously hasn't gone anywhere, but my goal was to, you know, release an album every month until Bandcamp Fridays was over, which I've done. Um, I hope to not release an album in January because I'm kind of tired of releasing albums, frankly. Um, but I think Pastiche Libre is my best one. And I did have thoughts of what if I don't get to release my best one and they're left with Nostalgia as my last one, which to me is, it's okay for, for me. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because uh, it's funny because Nostalgia hit me pretty hard so it's uh you know you can never predict what is gonna land for people in different ways yeah it's it's qualia you know no what is qualia oh qualia is uh i mean the root word is is quality but qualia is the is the i can never know what red looks like to you sure sure so you can never and you know it's when someone says this food is spicy and someone else is like, no, it's not. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You, you're not in their mouth. It's spicy to them. Right. Like, right Where did right. it say that it's cold in here? No, it's not. Shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, just yeah. said it was clearly I'm talking about <laughs> me. Like, what do you, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how the things will hit for, I, I make them and how I feel about them is really immaterial. Like if, if nostalgia is the one for you, then I, that's nothing makes me happier. Like that's, 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 perfect that's great but for me it's so far it's pastiche libra yeah how do you feel and i have because i have a rooting interest in this question as a dude who was in a coma and has made work almost (laughs) exclusively as an outgrowth of that since how do you feel about covid i wasn't in a a coma oh no no i know i i was that was my that was my narrative defining trauma moment so my question for you is 
how do you feel about COVID and your narrative as an artist being connected at the moment? Are you, are you like, it just is what it is? Are you, are you sick of it? Are you like, I don't know how long this is going to last. I mean, because I've had moments where I'm like, people must be fucking done with me talking about this coma, you know? Oh, so you were saying you were in a coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I thought, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, I think I know what you thought, but no, that's right. that's All what right. I was just explaining my vested interest in got this. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's it's interesting. Like I, I'm sick of talking about COVID, but I also sometimes find myself being unable to prevent myself from referencing it because of how it's changed me. Um, like even in the liner notes for pastiche libra which was again about change and all these things caused by covid like i just put this virus in there whereas in serious bismuth i put like covid19 i was like i had covid19 and you know pastiche libra is the spiritual sister or whatever to serious bismuth it's the the uh, the revelations to the genesis i guess <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> And yeah, I feel differently now because I don't want I don't want it to be like perceived as like a gimmick about uh, about my music. Um but I don't know. I mean, it is Well, I mean, it, I don't know if it comes through the music that much, especially if you're making instrumental music, it's tough to like No, no, no. Not through yeah. not through the music, but just through the narrative about the, it. The the narr- I don't know. Yeah. I mean, people this is my, I don't, is this technically an interview? It's a conversation, but. Yeah, this, I mean, right. This is the second one that I've, like, I, I definitely am not going to call it stardom, but since Serious Bismuth, like, people are interested yeah. in me. Yeah. And are, like, reaching out and there's reviews and, you know, playing on this radio station in Sweden and BBC and, like, you know, all this Giles Peterson, like, all this crazy Tusk, like, all this stuff which is really bizarre because it wasn't happening at all prior to COVID. Um, All of the interest, like none of this would be going on. I was texting a friend today, my friend uh, texted me and he was like, finally listened to Pastiche Libra. Dude, amazing. Can't believe it. Blah, 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 blah. And like we were, you know, going back and forth. And I was like, it's crazy that that album would not have been made without COVID. Like it, it just wouldn't have, it wouldn't exist. Um, and I do feel like it's my best and I'm proud of it, but I would totally, I mean, it doesn't make a difference because we can't live in a pre-COVID world, but I don't know. What do you hope happens when you die? <laughs> I've I've never hoped anything, so I, I I will have to consider your question for a moment because uh, I've never. Um, I mean, 
I suppose I hope that I'm wrong and that I live forever in some other uh, reality or. So that does sound good to you. Well, I mean, I don't want to die. Sure. I think some people do, not like in a nihilistic way, but I think some people are. Well, here's what's interesting to me about people that are believers. I don't think they're believers. I think they want to believe that they're believers. Because if you were a believer, you wouldn't be sad when other people die. And you would want to die, in fact. Because if you actually believe that paradise is on the other side of that door, why would you be in the waiting room? Well, maybe. I mean, I definitely see that. But also, it's like there's plenty of experiences that we don't want to end despite knowing that there will be good things on the other side of the ending. I I, I would say referring to uh, eternal life in heaven as a good thing is a little bit of an understatement. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, we're not talking about another earth is the idea that you die and then you just still have to go work at Best Buy. Like we're talking about <laughs> the, like the, the ultimate like everything is perfect. Everyone you've ever loved is there. There's no pain. You just fucking lamp and, and don't have to clock in in perpetuity. You never get like, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to ride out this fucking 40 hours a week deal. I got going on and fucking twisted my ankle, chasing down a bus and stepping in some black ice like that. Let's ride that out until I can't fucking move anymore. And I'm incontinent instead of, nonstop virgins if you're like what i i don't i don't buy that you don't really i don't know i don't buy it well i mean it speaks to the fact that even the ineffable goodness we can only imagine with the like feelers and imaginers that we've got in our brains right so it's like yeah but you kind of still only imagine it as like a really good vacation even though it's clearly would blow that out of the water right I mean, if I'm believing in that, it's all systems go all the time. Like, it's a party. I don't think it's a really good, like, it's not a really good vacation if we talk about the things that people enjoy on vacations. You're still, uh, you might have a bunch of good sex, right? You might uh, eat some good food. You might have some, you might drink, you might do whatever whatever gets you there, whatever tickles your pickle, right? But then you're still washed when you get back to the hotel room. You're still wake up. You're like, motherfucker. You still like, it's, it's, it's not all good. It's still, cause you're still a person. You're still, you still exist in, in reality. You just don't have to go to work and you're seeing something new and blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's cool. But you're still, if you've got fucking diabetes and you're on vacation, you still got to get that insulin. Like it doesn't, doesn't change the, the the cost of eggs. It's just it's it's a it's a reprieve. It's a it's a break. But we're talking about something that isn't a break. That is existence. You don't have to go back. It's not. It's all goodness all the time. What, what if that were an option? I'd like sign me up for that post haste. Like what about what am I doing here? How long do I have to be in this horseshit where love exists? But heartbreak exists also. Like if I never have to do the heartbreak part again, is that what you're telling me? 
We're yeah. I'm in. Let's now. Let's go. Is that what so you would be down with just like classic not even Christian heaven, just any one of the major religions, you would be down with one of those. I mean, I can't they they're they're preposterous to me. Sure. Be, well, well not they're preposterous to me not only in their improbability, but what would I mean, they call it the human condition for a reason. Like, what would a human do inside of that? I actually, I actually the root, where I got my name from, We on We, is from a book that I referenced uh, in the liner notes from Pastiche Libra. It's kind of like one of my favorite books of all time. It's called uh, Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke. And... um. In the in the book, and spoiler alert, but it was written in 1953. <laughs> so if you haven't read it, it's not my fault. <laughs> um, these aliens come to Earth, and they it's it's such a fucking good book. But the aliens are called overlords, and the aliens look visually like the devil, and the aliens came to the Earth thousands of years ago and humans saw them and they're like seven feet tall red horns leathery wings and all this shit and humans saw them and the sub they don't say this explicitly or he doesn't say this explicitly but that's where they got the idea for the devil because they saw the aliens for real thousands of years ago they saw these religions and shit on them and basically the overlords are like the they work for this consciousness that is controls the universe and human beings have to evolve into a different species. So one of the things they say in the book and it's, it's quoted in the liner notes, stars are not for man. Therefore this next version of mankind. So when the overlords come to earth, what they do is they have to, uh, They stay in their ships above the planet for like 50 years because it's going to take multiple generations for human beings to be able to accept how they look. So they wait, they stay for like one generation, then a second generation, then the third generation is where the kids are like grew up in a world where this was normal. The overlords were always there and they finally reveal themselves. And by that time, like the people that would look at them be like, you're the anti, they're like mostly not there anymore. Um, and the overlords, what they do is they eliminate every problem that the humans have. So there's no more war. There's no more hunger. There's no more anything. They're not, they're benevolent beings. And they do this in order to usher in the evolution of man. Cause the, 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 the children wind up being this next being that can go to the stars and it's a whole fucking thing. Um, but anyway, there's a line in the book where they say, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but Utopia was killed by boredom. Yes, boredom. Because when there, when the earth was perfect, the remaining humans were like, everything's fucking perfect. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no struggle. And that's where, like, obviously boredom is ennui and we is yes. So we ennui is yes, boredom. Like I don't get bored because of the amount of things that there are to 
to love and enjoy in terms of art and music and women and like just, there's so much shit that I've never been like I'm bored like that I there's books there's there's everything um but boredom is the thing that killed utopia so the again super long-winded answer to your question is if we were in one of these perfect utopias this heaven but we're humans humans couldn't deal with like a human would be like what the fuck like everything's perfect like cuz you would have to be your programming would have to be rewritten this idea that we're given the choice between good and evil and if we're if we're good enough we get rewarded with heaven like no one's perfect cuz the idea in in judeo christian shit is original sin and we all fucking are you're constantly sinning nonstop and asking for repentance nonstop uh because you don't know when the pink slip is coming right so when the pink slip is coming you should be like on the good side in order to the pink slip is your ticket to to the to the never ending club right so when you get in the never ending club if you're not if your dna if your programming if your firmware at a base level is not updated so that you're still not this person that's constantly sinning then that person inside of a utopia would be like what the f- what is what where's then- the it seems like the clear answer is just to update the firmware. But if you're updating the firmware, that 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 contradicts your premise. If you would just make us good in hey, the it's first place. It's not my premise, man. Not, no, <laughs> the premise. Not yeah, your yeah, premise, but the premise. Like if the idea the whole shit is the whole shit is horseshit. If the idea <laughs> is that the creator is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, right? Mm-hmm. So all powerful, always has been, always will be, and knows the future and knows the past. If that's the case, then we don't really have free will because it's not free will when you're watching fucking the notebook for the 19th time. The characters don't have free, you know what they're going to do. So you, they don't know, but you know. So you're like, okay, um, their path is is pre-written. So if that's the case, we're either rewarded for some shit we didn't really have any control over or punished for some shit we didn't really have any control over. And then in the reward model, you get the firmware rewritten. So you're that this you're this perfect creature that doesn't ever want to sin. Then what the fuck is the point of that? Like, why not just do that and jump and have everybody in the in the never ending club? The punishment model, you don't get your firmware rewritten because you're punished in perpetuity for a flaw in the design. And then you just are suffering for like none of it is possible to make sense out of with my mind. So I guess I would like the never ending club, but would I really, because I'm a person and do people like never in like, what's the good without the bad? How can you yeah. call something good if there's no bad? Like it's not, it's not, how can you describe it as heaven? If there isn't, it's not, it's just, it is what, like if you were born in heaven, right? If you were born in heaven Mm -hmm. and heaven is all there ever was, would you think heaven was that great? I mean, it's an impossible to answer question. Well, I mean, it would be the, it would be, it's like rich kids. Like they don't appreciate the shit they have because it's never not been there. So us who aren't rich, we're like, Jesus, that would be, but then they're like, 
Fuck. Caviar again? This is horseshit. Like they're like the metaphysical one percent. Yeah. I want to try some funeral planning. <laughs> if you have thought about it, I mean I am I can't imagine you've not thought about it this year. Funeral um, planning? I haven't thought about funeral planning. You haven't thought anything that you would want, any way you'd want people to remember you, cremation, no cremation, ashes well, scattering anywhere, playlists. I've thought of I've thought of cremation, no cremation for several years, but not anything else besides that. Because I'm not gonna be there. So what it like my wishes are like even the even the whole con- even the whole concept I had of releasing all this music, so if I die, like that's that concept to me is goofy as shit. Like when I when I think about it, really, your own concept. Well, no, the concept of legacy and my music will live forever. Like, oh, sure. I, especially like you know artists who die penniless and then posthumously. I was like, do you think? I mean, he wasn't penniless, but I'm trying to think of someone who died penniless. Was it Van Gogh? I think yeah, it Van Gogh's the classic example. All right, so, so yeah, Van Gogh, right? Does Van Gogh care that he's Van Gogh now? Like, he doesn't get to enjoy. So, yeah, the music. I guess the music is for the people in that way. Like, it's it, it's it's. I wouldn't have the ability posthumously to have my heart warmed by my funeral. Like, I'm not gonna be like they. This is so nice. What they did, <laughs> I'm not there. So my only thought is I would like to be uh, returned to the earth um, just so that my physical form can like give some nutrients back to the planet to be, be like on some, to get little fucking granola with the shit, I guess. But Like the pods, you know, the egg pods? The ones where they turn you into a tree? Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of thing? Sure. Or or just worm food. Like worms gotta eat. Like people are like, oh, you're worm food. Like, so what? Like the worms eat <laughs> like good. I'm dead. Like I don't I don't care what happens with my body. It's I'm dead is I my main attraction to my body is that I'm alive. Like that's my favorite thing about it. Once that's not yeah. so, I'm pretty much all set with the carcass. You <laughs> you wanna like feed it to fuck like, you know feed it to some dogs uh, they rip your body I don't, like pe- oh people are like in the movies and shit they're all like oh man like like it's a punishment that they do all this stuff like they cut your body up like you know these that's 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 supposed to be an area of added fear stuff that'll happen to your body after you're dead like I, it's all the same to me is all like, right well it, re- it relies on the idea that like you care about your memory being disrespected I don't, I don't care right. about my, I don't care about my person being disrespected in, in a lot of respects. In some ways I do, but, uh, like I remember when, um, I moved to, or I don't think I had lived in Chicago, but it was, it was, it was right around the time I moved to Chicago. I had a friend and he's a lot, he's maybe 10 years younger than me and he was hanging out with some buddies and this one kid had like a. He had a lot of pride in his uh, culture. He's an Irish kid. 
And uh, he was talking about honor. He was having this, he was really getting amped up about honor. And I was like, dude, honor is not real. He was like, what, bro? And I was like, it's not real. That's not a real thing. He, he was like, I'd rather die. Than, I was like, that makes one of us. I wouldn't rather <laughs> die than anything you name. Like, I wouldn't rather, I would rather be alive. I wouldn't rather, unless we're talking about torture and blah, 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 blah. But for honor, for somebody like, you know, somebody walking up to you and like you're walking down the street and somebody like walks up and spits in, well, not in COVID, but they spit in your face <laughs> right, or, right. you know what I mean? Or slap the shit out of you or something. And they pull out a gun. What you going to do? I'm going to fight because I'd rather die. You're stupid. I, I'm going to be like, hey, you got me. You have, uh, you, you win. Because <laughs> I don't care about respected that way. Like it's not, I go, I, I got a, I got a young home girl that is beautiful, brilliant, but she's, she, she came up rough and she's all about that respect. And, you know, she will, she will fight somebody if provoked. And I told her, she was like, cause I don't tolerate disrespect. I was like, look, man, this is what you got to understand from my, in my, in my view. If you, Dave, walk up to me, right. And say, fuck you. Right. To me. Classic me. Classic you, right? Yeah. Yeah. The way I look at it as, the way I look at it is, in order for me to get offended by you saying fuck you to me, I have to care that you say fuck you. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't respect you. So therefore, your disrespect of me is not valid. It doesn't. Totally. It, it, it doesn't register. Yes. It's just a little clean for me. Like, it's a, like the thing I'm thinking, I've been, I've been. Go on. I've been really escaping life. I've, I think I think it's like eight seasons of Survivor in like three weeks now that I've watched, and and I keep th- and like so the thing right is that all these people, it is a game, and the people who are the most entertaining and the people who are the best are like, the game is human relationships, but it is a game, mm-hmm. and so these people who are like that's just a line I won't cross. It's like I'm trying to win a million dollars. I did not know you three weeks ago. I will cross that line to get a million dollars, right? Sure. But clearly, and, and so I'm watching this, and I'm like, well, I would know it's a game. I would, I would, I would not let any of these relationships get to me where I felt felt honor bound by them. But then I'm looking, and I'm like, there must be something about people that still gets wrapped up in this shit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I am far from perfect in my system but the idea sure. like if if you who i met today came up and said fuck you to me it would, i'd be like all right right on man yeah <laughs> um but people like i still i don't have a great relationship with my father for example and he he would never say that to me but the way he said the way he says hello when he calls me could like really get under my skin because there's so much fraughtness to that relationship. I'm like, I'm not talking about stuff like that where whatever, but like if your relationship is really on a surface level, you work with a motherfucker. Like you don't like, I see you a few hours a day. Like you, and I, and again, I've fallen victim to this, but the idea is that certain types of people should not have the ability, particularly strangers that's the conversation she and I were having. She was talking about like, you know, 
it just jumping off with somebody like at the club or, or that kind of stuff, which I used to do in my teens and twenties. Like I used to be, I used to be fighting strangers, which is so ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous thing to yeah. like be at a physical altercation with someone you don't know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's, no and it's fully avoidable. <laughs> <laughs> unless they attack you, unless someone just walks up and assaults right. you. Right. If someone attempts to begin the dance, verbally oh like yeah try, then you you're in full control of like no nah, i i would prefer not to dance actually i'm just going to go out about my day right kill one thing just one small thing in culture or everyday life that you're like i would love for this to just cease existing Oh, uh, white supremacy. Is there a specific um, manifestation of white supremacy? Um, it. So I don't. I, I don't mean um, white supremacists like the Aryan Brotherhood. Right. I'm talking about like the fundamental, pernicious, malicious white supremacy that is the foundation. I mean, well, hold on. Because depending on how you look at it, white supremacy is a function of capitalism or vice versa. So right. it might it might be it might be capitalism. Maybe. But that's I don't know. White supremacy stinks. I, I gotta agree. Yeah, so I don't know. Is it I mean it's or re- oh yeah. Oh, damn. Maybe religion. Okay. Maybe religion. Because you th- you see religion as part of that. I mean, white supremacy and capitalism is a real, that, that makes sense to me as a, you know, neoliberal chicken or egg situation. Yeah. But you think, uh, you think I mean, well, religion well, is, it belongs in that little bouquet. Oh, I mean, without religion, shit. If, if you remove religion right from history then you don't have the dark ages because religion was like we were it was the age of enlightenment in terms of science and progress and religion was like fuck that and we lost a couple thousand years of technological evolution so where would we be now as a society if we didn't lose thousands of years Mm. of tech of technology thousands like technological i mean that's kind of ray kurtzwill's whole deal um with the singularity is that technological evolution is so much faster than biological evolution and we've seen just within our lifetimes like technology like it's it's exponential like what they'll have next year like it's fucking crazy how fast technology moves Mm -hmm. so if you remove a force that caused us to lose a couple thousand years of that, Jesus fuck. Like, would we, would we even be having this fucking pandemic right now if we had a couple thousand years of technological evolution? And so it's almost like, not that the these wouldn't exist at some point, but you're saying you and I wouldn't have to be living through them. What pandemics? White supremacy pandemics. Oh, I mean, I mean, who's? I mean, well, again, 
that that's 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 the snake that's eating its own tail. Like you can't you can't figure that shit out. Because, sure. Well, I, again, I was telling, without COVID, I wouldn't have made these albums. We wouldn't be talking without COVID. Without without the without the without the lovely young lady that I was once married to, I wouldn't have made any of this music. I wouldn't be in Chicago. Who knows if I would have fallen in love with since like every you can't. Mm-hmm. It, there's a there's a butterfly effect to revisionist hypotheticals of your own exit like who fucking knows so well yeah i mean you're really eviscerating the whole prompt at this point for sure i'm I'm just saying are you familiar with the anthropic principle no all right so real real quick so people again people that are like believers or whatever they'll say well how can you explain that god gave us a sun to warm us because without the sun oh okay just that people are the center of everything that that's how we're thinking no, no, no. Of things okay no and no anthropic principle is is the is the there's there's light and heavy or weak and whatever and versions but the basis of it is is you would expect us to evolve in a um environment that can sustain our life so of course mammals evolved on a planet where that has water and the beings that evolved on that planet require water to live. Like it's, it's of course we, like you would expect us to need sunlight because we evolved in an environment where there's a sun, like the sun was there first and we evolved in it. So of course we need the things that are in this environment. Mm -hmm. So like I'm tying that to, Like we exist in a world that had the age of enlightenment destroyed by religion. So maybe think, I I don't know how things would be, but I know if we had a thousand more years of technological evolution, things would probably be better in terms of being able to help people and being able to prevent certain things from happening. Now, whether or not people would choose to use those tools, um, because human beings are hierarchical and generally shitty and the weak take advantage of, I mean, the strong take advantage of the weak. Um, so that would still probably be part of human nature, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm just saying I, 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 uh, white supremacy or religion, which would, uh, <laughs> take your pick. Yeah. It's a Sophie's choice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That is the show. Thank you so much. Please listen to We On We's music. Go to the band camp that I've linked in the show notes. Follow him on Instagram, at We On We. And follow me on Instagram, at This Is Dave Marr. Same on Twitter. My website's thisisdavemarr.com. While you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter, Hella Immaculate. That will give you a new essay every week a fundraiser I do every week for a new mutual aid organization. And I'm putting out playlists and sharing music through that newsletter as well. So sign up for that. Go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Marr. Tell people about the show. And I will talk to you next week. Miracle.